Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, the 1980 Rosedale, Australia UFO encounter. And the subtext of this is, what is the connection between UFOs and water. But first, I'd like to talk a little bit about this actual UFO encounter. I found the article on AboveTopSecret.com titled UFO Empties Water Tank, Rosedale, 1980. And this article, I believe, was written back in 2014 sometime. It says, starts off, it says, the Gippsland region of Victoria took center stage during the latter half of 1980 with a puzzling array of events that featured the disappearance of substantial bodies of water. By far the most interesting of these, certainly one of the most interesting physical trace cases to have occurred occurred in Australia, was a UFO landing that took place on September 30th near Rosedale. And then here on the Above Top Secret website, it has an actual picture of the of the newspaper headlined, and it looks pretty, pretty impressive. It says, "Awakened by stock disturbances, the caretaker of a property observed the passage of an extraordinary object, a domed object with a white top, moving at about eight feet above the ground. Orange and blue lights could be made out on its surface. The UFO was." apparently 28 feet in diameter and some 13 feet high. Now, I think they got the measurements of this. I was watching a short documentary uh, on YouTube, and apparently this thing flew right over a big water tank, and so they were pretty much able to get a very good judge of the size of it by looking at the UFO in comparison to the actual water tank that it was over. It says the UFO was apparently 28 feet in diameter, and some 25 feet, and some 15 feet high, the object hovered for a short time over an open 10,000-gallon water tank. Now, if you think about a 10,000-gallon water tank, that's going to hold about twice as much water as if, say, it was filled. If you fill two semi-tanker uh, trucks, those things are going to carry about 40,000 pounds of water, about 5,000 gallons. So this thing's going to be the equivalent of two of those. This is a lot of water, 10,000 gallons. It's uh, Imagine that, 10,000, a gallon weighing 8 feet. That's 80,000 pounds of water. It says the caretaker approached the object on a motorbike to within 30 to 50 feet. Now, keep in mind here, it says that it then landed on the ground some 50 feet from the tank. The caretaker approached the object on a motorbike to within 30 to 50 feet. A whistle, a whistling noise had been heard up until the advent of an awful scream. A black tube appeared around the base of the UFO. There was a tremendous bang and the object lifted and left the landing site. 
The witness was almost knocked off his bike with a blast of hot air. At about 30 feet out from the landing site, and at an altitude of 8 to 10 feet, the object fell silent. At this point, debris, largely stones, capewood, and cow dung, fell away from the base of the object. The, buffalo, the UFO was eventually lost in view in the east. So what we see here is this this 28 foot diameter, 15 foot tall UFO saucer shaped thing lands near this 10,000 gallon water tank and it sounds like it's just run this black tube over to it to, to engorge itself from the water. Now in the actual YouTube documentary uh, it it uh, describes how the the uh, caretaker, the fellow who was a caretaker at this ranch, this is in Australia, it's a very rural area, they're running, you know, cattle or sheep or whatever over thousands and thousands of acres of ground. And this fellow is awakened by this UFO because um, the horses nearby where he's sleeping at in this kind of barn area are just freaking out. They're making all kinds of noise. And the suspicion is, is that they're able to hear this high-pitch high uh, whining sound that this UFO is emitting. Well, this fellow drives out to where he sees this thing land at, and he himself is overcome by this sound as it becomes louder and louder. So we have a couple things going on here. We have this UFO laying near this 10,000-gallon um, tank full of water, and we have the caretaker of the ranch who rides out there and witnesses it, who is actually overcome by this sound that this UFO is making. This UFO uh, just doesn't even seem to even notice the guys there. Like we see many times in these UFO encounters, um, a person, an animal, whatever, is inconsequential to these things. They, they just couldn't give a rip less. It appears as though it's there for the water. It goes on and says, The witness described the object as consisting of two sections, a white dome on top, and a large orange section underneath. And around the bottom section, he also stated there appeared to be circular windows or lights that makes the count all the more interesting to me anyway, the author says, is appearing from, is the fact that he also described a kind of tube appearing from the base of the object, which isn't the first time this has been reported don't know what other folks here on ATS make of the case, and I suppose a witness account has to be taken at face value, but the physical trace and animal reaction aspects are pretty intriguing. It's also said the witness was sick with headaches and nausea for more than a week afterwards, and that there were other reports of UFOs and water losses from around the same time and area. Now, if you watch the video on this, you will find out that they went back and they said that, that uh, the investigators checked for uh, signs of radiation at the landing site, but found uh, only normal background radiation. However, this fellow did show signs, like many people that have had encounters with these things, he did show signs that resembled radiation sickness. Now, the article continues, it says, where it had landed could be found a ring of black flattened grass 30 feet in diameter. When he examined it in the daylight, he discovered that all the yellow flowers within the circle had been removed. 
only green grass remained, but even more bizarre, the water tank was empty, with no evidence of spillage. Only the muddy residue at the bottom of the tank was left, and there was something peculiar even about this. It had been pulled into a two-inch high cone shape. The rancher was sick with was sick with headaches and nausea for more than a week afterward. Now, it says here that it had been pulled into a two-inch cone shape. So, apparently they're saying the water was setting there in a two-inch cone shape, as if it had been uh, gelatinized almost. I can't even imagine the explanation for that. A similar ring was found the following December at at Bangdagola, not far from Rosedale. The water in a nearby reservoir was mysteriously missing. So what we have here, these things have just come along and consumed this water. Now this tank held 80,000 gallons of water. Now I don't know if it was full, half full, or whatever. But whatever it had in it, the UFO took. And then imagine at the very bottom, the bottom couple inches where all the uh, sediment and mud was at, which I'm sure that apparently it didn't want. You have this a little bit of water left over. But it, the thing is, water doesn't just set there in a cone-shaped in a cone-shaped configuration. I mean, what was added to that water to make it basically defy gravity and be sitting there in a cone-shaped residue at the bottom of this water tank? It goes on here. It has a picture. It says, Roosevelt, Victoria, a close encounter. And then it says, the authors, together with Gary Little of Melbourne, conducted an on-site investigation during December 1980. Although he had received visits from all sorts of people, the witness provided an in-depth report of his, of his experience and a six-hour interview and, inspect, and inspection ensued. The party went through the event step-by-step step and inspected the marking. When viewed three months after the event, there was present a vaguely divined, defined area of bare earth and grass of approximately 28 feet across. The paddock vegetation had been cut and, <coughs> and new clover growth was regrowing in places in the paddock, but only in one corner of the marking. Soil and rock samples were taken for analysis, but the results were indeterminate. The owner of the property... <coughs> was talked to, and copies of relevant local papers were obtained. Inquiries were made to locate a GTV9 news report film of the mark taken within a few days. The truck driver, the truck driver accurate weather details for the time, and to ascertain any abnormalities in the soil. In total, the event report included many extraordinary elements, including, including uh, one witness... Close encounter, a UFO apparently correlated physical apparently correlated physical ground traces, effects on the reporter and his watch, other trace effects, effects on stock, the disappearance of ten thousand gallons of water from a tank, and possibly a secondary reporter. Now think about this: ten thousand gallons. I mean, now this is a Big tank, 10,000 gallons, 80,000 pounds of water disappeared, and not a drop on the ground. 
kind of reminds me of those cattle mutilations where gallons of blood disappear and not a single drop is left behind. <laughs> Whatever these things are doing, the technology they're using to harvest um, to harvest resources from the earth, when they come to get something, they get all of it that they want, I can tell you that. Not a drop left behind. Further ostensibly unusual events were reported or came to light in the Gippsland area of Victoria in the few months that followed the event. These included further reports of ground traces, UFO reports, and water losses. Now it goes on, it says, Eyewitness testimony from two geologists from British 1963. And I think it has a similar case here where it talks about it talks about people finding, you know, more cases where UFOs have taken water, taken minerals, whatever. We have another case, and, and this is the thing about water. We don't know what's, what is the connection between the UFOs and specifically fresh water. I was, um, I was just tooling around online here a little bit, and I found, I found some other articles too where they were talking about how. Uh, UFOs are attracted to different lakes, and specifically, and they were talking about lakes, uh, the deep, clear water lakes in New York. I think that would be a good one to take a look at sometime. But we see these cases where UFOs are landing, they're extending these tubes, and they're drinking up this fresh water. Now, some people think maybe the water is used um, for some type of hydrogen reaction where they're actually powering their craft with these things. We talked a lot about UFOs being a phenomena or almost like a paranormal event. But this is one of those cases where the UFO craft gives us all the indications that it is actually a physical craft. You know, you talk about flesh and bone. Well, this maybe not flesh and bone, but it definitely appears to be made out of some type of mineral, some type of, you know, some type of a hard physical object that we could recognize. And as, uh, as the uh, eyewitness recounts, he talks about this dome shape across the top and this saucer-shaped orange bottom and what appear to be windows going around the outside of this thing. This is another thing that we see repeatedly these things, and I just, I just have to wonder what's going on here. These windows around the outside edge of the saucer, almost like almost like uh, portals in a boat or in a jet airplane. It makes you, it gives a person the feeling that there's something on the inside of these things looking out at us. It's clearly this UFO and this encounter from Rosedale, Australia in 1980 came here for the water because it got the 10,000 gallons of water and it got out of there. And it wasn't the only case at that time in that area where water uh, was inexplicably missing. And this wasn't the only UFO case encounter that happened in that area. So this is clearly a case, I think, of what appears to be a mechanical UFO. Where it came from, we really don't know. But it has come here specifically to harvest resources from Earth. And in this case, that resource is water. Clearly, it came here to get the water. It got the water and left. Didn't care who saw it. Didn't care who witnessed it. And it certainly wasn't here on a mission to bring peace, happiness, and joy to mankind. It left that, it left that viewer laying on the ground without a concern about his physical state. It came here, it got the water, and it left. 
Very fascinating case, Rosedale, Australia, 1980. Take a look at it. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.